listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Now, let's start the hour. Welcome to this week's episode of the Noble Capital Radio Hour, where we explore income strategies for the modern financial landscape. I'm Sean Harris. To the left of me, he's on the front lines fighting for financial freedom, the admiral of abundance, the soldier of fortune, Jess, hell-bent for leather, Hamill. (laughs) Good morning. I like that one. And to my right, Mr. Alternative Investment himself, the five-star general of finance, the people's champion, Jaden, the gentle giant, Newman. Good morning, gentlemen, and thank, thank you for having me again. Welcome to the back. airwaves, guys. Yeah. It's good to see you all. Every, everybody have a good one? Good yeah. one today? Good yeah. week? All good. So far, so good. Bright and early on a Sunday morning? Yeah, it is, it is definitely bright and early, and it's getting hot, guys. It is. Summer's here. I don't know if your AC... Units are just running constantly like mine, but my next electric bill is going to be an eye popper. That's you, need for sure. get, you need to get a Harley, man, to get out and get the wind in your face instead of being inside in the air conditioning. What, what about a bicycle? Yeah, you can do that, dude. Can't go as fast on a bicycle, I suppose. Yeah, though. not as much wind. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, if you haven't listened to the show before, or if you need a gentle reminder, we are Noble Capital Wealth Management. We're a financial advising and income planning firm focused on helping our clients achieve financial freedom through predictable lifetime income. And if you have any questions for us, we've made it really easy to get in touch with us. You can just send us an email at radio at noblecapital.com. We are compiling our listener questions for an upcoming episode. Or if you just have any comments that you'd like to make or you'd like to compliment the sound of Jess's voice or tell us how great we're doing on the Noble Capital Radio Hour, just hit us up, radio at noblecapital.com. I love it. Yeah. So last week's episode was called A Show for the Ages, and we discussed the varying age thresholds that you need to consider when planning your retirement income strategy. And guys, I got to say, I think that was one of our best episodes. That was great. Everything flowed naturally. Everybody was happy. We had a good time. It was really good. It was a fun show. And so, folks, if you missed that one, you can just find us wherever you get your podcast, the Noble Capital Radio Hour. So... I have a pretty good, I think, capital contemplations here, uh, and I also want you guys to pay very close attention. Jess, do you want to read this one for us? Yeah, right on, man. Okay, it's good to be involved in different things. It's good to be involved in different things. Now, that seems really simple. I like it. Right? It's it's very, very simple, but you're going to see where I'm going with this in just a second. For two retirement points... Who said it? Was it Chris Cornell, Eddie Vedder, or Kurt Cobain? Ooh, going with Vedder. How about you, Jaden? I'm going to go Vedder, too. Something tells me. Yeah, both of you guys are wrong. Sorry, guys. It was Chris Cornell who said, it's good to be involved in different things. 
for five retirement points, do you sense a theme developing for this show? <laughs> uh, diversity. Diversity. Yeah, that's a good one. You got a guess? Alternatives. Oh. He cheated. These are all singers of what you know could be classified as alternative bands, uh, right? Uh, I didn't even make you that see, connection. Okay, he didn't cheat. <laughs> yeah. And along that line of thinking, the name of today's episode is Investment Nirvana. I like it. Very cool. See what I did there? Love it. I'm just always trying to keep you guys on your toes. But yeah, this episode, we're going to be talking about what some people call alternative investments. And really, this is just a chance for me to kind of take some jabs at Jess a little bit, because I know that he does not like the term alternative investments. Why? Why is that? It's, it's, <clears throat> I, love an, I love alternative investments. It's, uh, sometimes the name of something can hang up in people's minds before they really know what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Conventional conservative people typically don't like alternative anything. So yeah. when you try to talk to them about an alternative investment, their, their guard is up. It's like, oh, wait a minute, you're doing something out of the box, something weird, I don't know about it. Um, so it just it starts the conversation sometimes, um, not on a, a great note. Yeah, and it's interesting, though, because you know, when you get into it and start talking about what, what an alternative investment is, then people's uh, ears perk up a little bit. Because really all we're talking about, Sean, is investments that are alternative to mainstream investments. And mm -hmm. mainstream investments... Uh, in our world that we live in, and I'm, and this is for all of our listeners here in the United States yeah. and around the world, uh, is the stock market. Mm -hmm. um, so that that's kind of the the most popular investment avenue. And there, there's so many different ways to invest in the stock market that 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 in and of itself is a a, a class of of investments. You know, equities essentially, mm -hmm. bonds and and stocks, debt and equities through Wall Street versus anything that's alternative to that, which is just about everything else. <laughs> yeah, it, right. it literally is. I mean, yeah. there's an argument for what, anything that's not a Wall Street, you know, stock or bond investment is going to be an alternative investment. So even though folks might be a little bit leery when you first bring it up, once you explain it to them, are they like, well, that's exactly what I've been looking for? Yeah. Often, oftentimes, yeah. Something different than the stock market. Yeah. You know, what else do you have? Which is yeah. amazing because so many people walk through my door and the first words out of their mouth are, get me out of the stock market. I've been through 2000. I've been through 2008. Yeah. I, I don't want to do it again. Give me something different. And then you sure. say, okay, I'll get some alternative investments. They're like, well, I don't know. Oh, I don't like so, alternatives. Well, yeah. that's what you just asked for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and you had also mentioned that people who are more conservative are a little bit leery of alternative investments. And you know, it would seem almost that, that, you know, alternative or what people perceive wrongly as alternative would go against what we do because our income plans are predictable, reliable income plans that we, we build for people, right? Yeah, for sure. It's not, it's not the alternative investment that people really have an issue with, and it's not everybody. It's just yeah. some people don't – the term itself tends to occasionally turn some people off. Yeah, so I guess it's the definition – it's, yeah. it's, it's the word. It's so the word. It's all it is. Why don't, why don't we start calling it something else? Yeah. Like, let's figure it out right here on this episode. <laughs> what are we going to start calling it? I'll give you guys some time to think about it. Yeah, but. well, right. While you're working on that, I'll, 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 this is what I'll say for the listeners. Yeah. When we talk about alternative investments, 
you know, we really are when, when we're looking at retirement planning and wealth management for that, that retirement phase of your life. Yeah. The, the conversation comes up in terms of alternative investments very naturally because when when a client comes in to visit with us the first thing that we want to do is solve we do talk about it all their t- you know all the time on on the show but we want to solve their income plan we want to know where your income's coming from for the rest of your life Jess is naturally going to start them looking at the most conservative predictable guaranteed long-term income strategies and then start to build that plan and what we do, what we call ladder out the plan we build a very comprehensive laddered income plan for our clients that shows yeah. where their income is going to come from for life. But once you start putting those those pieces in place and allocating the money to focus on income planning, then naturally with our clients, there's there's a lot of investment capital left over that becomes uh, available for other types of investments. And that that's when you want to have that conversation because not everybody wants to go all in on the stock market when they're just coming into retirement. They want to diversify and look at other things, alternatives. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and the reality is, if, if you've been employed for 40 years and now you're going to retire, do something different, we're already into an alternative scenario to begin with. It's, right. you know, it, it's Once you walk people through it, they're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, gotcha. Well, so there's a lot of different types of alternative investments, and we can touch on some of those in the next segment if you'd like, but we're really here to talk about one specific one. But... We're also here to help you guys put together a comprehensive income plan. And if you want to learn more about what we do, you can get in touch with us, noblecapitalradio.com, and you can RSVP for a dinner and discussion about how you can achieve financial freedom. But real quick, before we go to break, are you saying basically that anything alternative to the stock market is an alternative investment? For the most part. Now, that doesn't include maybe insurance products or other things like that. It's not, would you consider that an investment or it's? I consider it an investment. I would not consider it an alternative investment, but it is, an al- it is an alternative to the stock market. So it's all, you know, it's all vernacular. Yeah. It's all how you look at it. And it's all yeah. your, where your mindset is when you walk in the door. Again, we're kind of talking about semantics here. Exactly. You know, it's just about, you know, really what the, the definition is, but we've got a break coming up in just a second. And when we come back from the break, we're really going to start move down this path a little bit and start talking about what we consider uh, an excellent alternative to the stock market uh, if you're looking to make a move. So we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Austin's Talk, 1370. tuned in to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. And welcome back to the show where we've been defining and exploring alternative forms of investment. And in the last segment, we discussed a little bit about what an alternative investment is or what people consider to be an alternative investment. Sorry, words, Sean. And I think the conclusion that we came to is that alternative is just a word, right? Yeah, for sure. That's a great way to describe it. So alternative investments, though, seem to be kind of getting a little more traction nowadays because you might see them offered in various 
different places and, you know, by various institutions or whatever. Um, why do you think that is? I, you know, there's a, a million reasons. Probably the main one would be the, uh, you know, the people not having confidence in the stock market. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, Sean, the, the type of clients that, that we work with have typically accumulated, you know, upwards of, you know, three, five, sometimes even on up there into the eight figure, you know, of millions of dollars and, uh, and net worth over their lifetime and they're, they're coming to us to retire, you know, and of course we work with folks that have smaller balance sheets, but, but we do attract folks that have, have done quite well. I would call them, you know, upper class, um, high net worth or some ultra high net worth type clients. And when those folks come in to visit, you know, there, there's only so much money that, that they're going to be investing into annuities and life insurance and, and traditional stock market portfolios. So they're, they're going to be looking for alternatives. They, they already know. Um, I, I'd say the two categories that are most popular, oil and gas, everybody knows what that is, mm-hmm. and real estate. Um, a lot of people have made a lot of money in oil and gas, and a lot of people have made a lot of money in real estate. So if those two investments aren't brought up around the table, you know, I think the advisor's uh, you know, doing the client a disservice, frankly. It's like, wh- why aren't you talking about those other mainstream investments out there they, they're not for everybody, but they're certainly worthy of, of talking about. So, yeah, I, I we we particularly are um, are very uh, you know biased when it comes to to alternatives because as most of our listeners know, we are big in, in the in the real estate private lending sector. That's that's a space that we've played in now for almost eighteen years. Yeah, and that that's one of the most popular things that's unique about us that that brings our clients and our wealth management clients and retirement planning clients to see us is because they realize that with noble capital they can look at doing real estate investing through private lending which is a very conservative way to invest into real estate mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and so i think what what you're what you're saying is by the time they come to us looking for a you know what you can call a lifetime income plan right to last them the rest of their life they've already done their accumulation phase for a large part right for the, for the right. most part i mean there's still you know we solve the income first and then we move on to accumulation and then okay. it's, it's, there's varying ways to accumulate that and the beauty of our um, plan here with the real estate lending is it can be used either for income or for accumulation or both for that matter yeah there's a lot of flexibility there and we also are big on tax planning and tax strategy. So talking about alternatives and working them into our overall plan through the lens of, of tax efficiency or tax planning um, is, is a big part of our practice too. We find that that folks that have done pretty well, they those are hot buttons for them. They, they want to talk real estate. They want to talk tax. Um, maybe they want to talk other alternative investments, but real estate and tax in particular um, pulls a, a lot of wealthy folks, uh, you know, out of the woodwork because that that's where they know, you know, that they need to focus in in diversifying their their portfolio away from just being singular focused on the stock market. Yeah. So yeah. So basically, it sounds like what you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that they want to kind of diversify, they want to stabilize their portfolio, and they want to maximize through tax strategy. Right. Yeah, exactly. And we can achieve so much of that through the private lending, <clears throat> all the way from principal preservation to there, there are tricks we can do when it comes to qualified money 
to be able to deal with RMDs for the, the people that do have the bigger balance sheets that don't really need necessarily to spend down some of that qualified money, but they have no choice at yeah, 70. Yeah. Um, we've got a way to make that happen that actually makes you money. It uh, exceeds the RMD, and you still preserve your principal. You're not having to spend it. Okay. So diversify, stabilize, maximize. I'm going to have to take that to the marketing department and see if, see if they can use that. Sounds like a bumper sticker, man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's perfect, you know? Um, and so I guess, you know, we, we talked, obviously we'll, we'll get to talking a little bit about real estate and and how we go about investing in real estate, but how do people typically take, take advantage of alternative investments? You had talked about oil and gas and that sort of thing. How do people invest in that? If not in the stock market? Well, you see, they're going to have to just, uh, you know, have a good advisor first that's going to be willing to make introductions and open up their eyes to other opportunities out there. Mm -hmm. You find that some advisors, you know, we talk about this at our event um, that we do that, Sean, I think you were just telling the listeners to come out and see us at one of our um, dinner and and, and sort of discussion events where we introduce ourselves to potential clients. One of the first things that that I talk about – when I'm up there speaking is I, I want to make sure that people understand who are they going to be coming in and visiting with when they're talking to a financial advisor in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, they're not all equal. And the the first camp is what I would call just straight up product salesman. Sure. And, you know, I know that that sounds pretty critical, but it's, it's candid and it's just the That's way it is. Accurate. It is accurate. You see people going in thinking they're working with an advisor that's going to put a plan in place for them. And it doesn't matter who came in the front door. Every, the, the plan happens to be the exact, <laughs> exact same, same one, product right? for everybody that comes in the that's, front door. It's like wall flash at a tattoo parlor. Everybody just gets the same heart with an arrow through it or whatever right. in those, they're, they're those they're type of situations. Tattoos. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of part of the reason that, that we're doing this show is because we want to educate the listeners out there. And also, I mean, it's kind of a matter of transparency because we're kind of explaining, like, how we go about doing this and, and some different strategies strategies and what our approach is so that people can kind of understand our approach before they even come to see us, you know, and, and get them thinking about why it's important to think about these certain things, whether it's specific investments or, or not. Um, does that ever help you out at yeah, all? Just sure. <laughs> it's stuff that we take as just, you know, normal or I don't want to say common sense, but it just, it's, just as uh, normal to think about as anything else. Um, yeah. It surprises me how many people have made it that far down the road that haven't really thought all the way through. They're just telling yeah. the, I'm going to accumulate a whole bunch of money and then spin it down and hope that I run out for it does. Yeah. And we say it over and over on this show that a spend down strategy is, is not a strategy at all. Is it? No, no definitely no, no. not. There's, yeah. there's so many holes in it. It's not even funny. Yeah. yeah. So the, when you talk real estate, which again is our, that that's what we favor when we're going to talk real, you know, real options for alternative investing. We are, our, our offering, our private lending offering, it's very cool because you're basically lending money to people that are flipping houses, right? Everybody's seen the shows and even thought about flipping a house or being involved in it's something. It's like a hundred like of those shows out there. It's, now, it's very popular. Know? Yeah, it really is. So you know, it's a very robust marketplace. There's a lot of investors out there that are flipping houses. Some of them are doing multiple houses at a time, large projects, even apartments. What we do is we finance those those people, those projects, and we we've created a vehicle where our our clients now can invest into our fund, which exclusively finances those 
projects for for the entrepreneurial uh, borrowers that are yeah. that are our clients on the other side of the shop through our lending company Streamline Funding. So this this attracts landlords, it attracts real estate investors. There's a lot of listeners right now that like real estate. So it's not a stretch for them to think about getting in on a lending fund where all we do is we lend money to real estate investors. Right. Right. And, and, we'll, and we get mortgage, you know, get a first lien secure yeah, position. Like else. Well, yeah. A lot of people, when, when they hear about investing in real estate, immediately they go to ownership. They're thinking about speculation um, or buying it and, and renting it out. And that's not what we do. We're not here to own real estate. Matter of fact, if we own a piece, which we do, um, that just means something went wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got, you know, contingencies to back up for that too. But this is all about using your money to make more money. We're just utilizing this one particular market to do it. Perfect. And we do talk about this a little bit at our dinner and discussion events, although this is only a very small portion of it, of course, because we, we like to look at the big picture and talk about an overall comprehensive income strategy. But if you want to join us at one of those events, you can just go to noblecapitalradio.com. The next one's coming up Tuesday, July 9th at Fleming's. You can RSVP right there on the page. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back in just a second. So if you're just joining us, we've been talking a little bit about alternative investments and why they seem to have become become more popular, I guess, over the past few years. So we kind of touched on what an alternative investment is, why people might might choose an alternative investment. But the real crux of this conversation is I want to get into talking about real estate because really that's that's one of the things that we like as an alternative investment if it fits a person's income plan, right? So let's talk a little bit about Noble Capital's private investment platform. Now, Jaden, in the last segment, you and Jess were talking a little bit about how we lend money to people who flip houses, right? They make money, we make money. It's a win-win. But why wouldn't I just go out there and, and flip a house myself? You got a half million bucks in the bank and money to live on while you're waiting to flip it? Uh, no. That's, that's, assuming, that's assuming you're only flipping one house at a time. Okay. Yeah, and you're so you're you're asking as as a client, right? If somebody right. comes in and they're sitting with Jess and it's like, hey, what? So, you know, I'm I'm retiring or retired uh, retired already, and I'm I'm thinking about, you know. This this private lending thing that you're telling me about, Jess, where I can make seven, you know, percent interest, um, you know that that sounds like a pretty good rate. But why wouldn't I just go go just flip a house myself? Mm-hmm. It, you know, which I've got that question. Well, I, I know you do too. Yeah, it's like, sure. wait, I thought we were talking about building a retirement plan and looking right. for investment opportunities. Now you're talking so, about a whole yeah, new career. So I thought you were retired and, <laughs> and, and you've you've built houses before. You want yeah. to you want to tie up a third of your portfolio on something you've never done before. Right. That sounds like a good idea, right? Because yeah. what what we hear when they ask us that is, did you just ask me why you should go? You know, wh- why you shouldn't just go start a business? Exactly. Um, yeah, right. You know, exactly. aren't you still working right now, or do, are you retired? You know, right. so. It's silly sometimes, you know, when, when 
but the reason people ask that is because I think they're they're actually infatuated with the concept of, of flipping a house. Right? Those shows, oh, man. TV. Those shows are yeah. so entertaining. It's like a hobby, right? especially when something goes wrong and it's just like calamity on those shows. You know, yeah, it's, and it's it's also they, it's kind of like wrestling or you know Orange County Choppers. It's not it's, it's right. a lot of that scripted and it, it seems a lot more romantic than it really truly is. Yeah. So yeah. you, you know, the 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 bottom line is is a lot of landlords like our our program because it's it's passive you know yeah. you're not having to deal with property management you're not paying bills on a property trying to you know find a tenant if if you have a vacancy um there there's nothing wrong with being a landlord and a lot of our very successful clients are, are landlords or are past landlords in a past life so we think being landlords is great in fact that that's a very conservative way to invest in real estate too um Private lending here is, is the reason I, I think it's the best, the most secure, is if you're working with a good a good sponsor, a good group like Streamline Funding that knows what they're doing when they're making these loans and servicing and managing the loans, then what we're actually doing here is we're lending money. We're the bank, and we're getting a first lien deed of trust um, and a promissory note. So we're first position on, on the mortgage, and we're only lending at about 70 cents on the dollar, 70% loan to value. So... For, for the listeners, if, if I've got a $300,000 property out there, what I'm saying is the most I'm willing to lend on that as a lender is 210000 70%. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, where the, that's where the light bulbs start going off when we explain this to somebody. It's like, whoa, you mean I'm, I'm only lending two ten against a, a $300,000 value? I, so, was, I was really hoping you weren't going to make me math right there, but I, I you, almost, you had the figures already in your head. So thank you for that. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, you got to have that calculator ready. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, anybody can do that in their head. Frankly, seventy percent of three hundred is two ten. Yeah. And you're, if I can lend two ten well, and secure anybody, it with but... a, a first lien on the property, right? Then um, even even you, Sean, can tell can tell the audience that's a great deal. <laughs> Absolutely, oh, right? Even Sean, right? Even I mean, yeah. so easy a caveman could do it. <laughs> the, yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's secure, right? So yeah, from a conceptual standpoint, so, you're good. That, so so that makes sense. So seventy cents on the dollar, or seventy percent of the loan of the total value, we consider that the basis for the investment. Correct. Right. So why? does that make it a more secure investment? Maybe you can kind of unpack that just a little bit for the people listening out there. Well, it's a, it's a short-term loan, first mm-hmm. of all, you know, eight to 12 months. Um, so if we're loaning 70 cents on the dollar and somebody screws it up and we take the property back from them, then unless the real estate market has dropped more than 30% over a very short period of time, we're whole no matter what. We can dump it like almost immediately and still recover the principal and get back in the game. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a good explanation. And I know I started off this segment with a, a pretty cynical question, like, well, you know, why would I go? Why wouldn't I go out and flip a house? But I, I think it's pretty clear, you know, and Jaden said it very concisely. It's a more passive investment if you are doing private lending. And also, you're you're not looking to start a new business. Why don't you go start a new restaurant or, <laughs> right. you know, something like that. So that that makes perfect sense. So you had mentioned the the basis, the seventy cents on the dollar. That's one reason that the private lending platform is a pretty stable investment. So, what are some of the other things that we do at Noble Capital? Uh, well, let's let's talk about the fund itself first. The investment funds. What what makes that better than just investing in a, a single property? So, if you invest in a single property and something goes wrong, you're all in on the wrong. 
Um, whereas if you invest in the fund and the fund is investing in multiple properties, any one or 10 properties can have an issue and that's spread across the entire fund. Okay. So it's diversified. So it's not going to, to impact the investors. Yeah, for, the, for the most part, you know, if, if you're in, if you're on one property and that guy misses a payment or two payments, you're going to know it. If it goes into foreclosure, you're going to know it. If we've got 50 or a hundred properties in the fund at one time, and five people miss, <clears throat> excuse me, miss a payment, you would never know the difference. If something right. goes into foreclosure, you would never know the difference. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yep. Um, right on. So as far as our process, you know, Noble Capital has really like an end-to-end loan originations and, and, and servicing, you know, apparatus for the lack of lack of a better word, you keep mentioning streamlined funding. Sure. And we go out, uh, Streamline goes out and originates these loans. And we're not just making loans to anybody on any old project, are we? No, not at all. So Streamline funding is, first of all, for the listeners, that's a wholly owned subsidiary of, of Noble Capital. So we own that. And, and that's actually where we started in this business uh, almost 18 years ago is mm-hmm. building Streamline Funding's platform to now today be the the number one residential investment property uh, private lending firm in Texas. So Streamline has right now um, almost a $200 million portfolio of loans mm-hmm. over over almost 500 loans across the state of Texas. And they have a robust uh, team of originators, underwriters, servicers, um, essentially private lending professionals that operate that company day in and day out. So it's a household name for for our, our borrower clients that are looking to borrow money. Call Streamline Funding; they can they can close your deal. Yeah. So there's a, a an enormous amount of processes and controls in place, underwriting, you know, quality control, overseeing you know budgets and construction draws. You're, you're talking about funding projects, so these are very short term twelve, eighteen, twenty four months. And they're very intense um, serv- from a servicing standpoint. So it takes a special servicing team to service these types of loans, and that's exactly what Streamline Funding does. So, and that that also brings back to you know if you're if you're looking for alternative investments, um, you know, alternative can be a scary word sometimes. So who do I want to go to? Somebody that's been doing it for almost twenty years and has screwed it up a few times and gotten it figured out and got it hammered out, or do we want to jump on the bandwagon with all these things that are popping up in the past year or two that people are still still figuring it out. Right. You see a lot of real estate deals. Uh, in fact, we saw one the other day. Um, seems like maybe it was last week we were in here and there was somebody offering a an apart some somebody was building some apartments oh, yeah. or building some kind of a project and they were looking for a partner to to put money up to to essentially, you know, partner up on this real estate investment deal and it was and it's something they'd heard about from, from their financial advisor. So you know these things are out there, and they're they're throwing double digit returns out on some of these. They look really interesting. Yeah, it looks great on paper, right? But still speculation. It's a long term, you know, investment. You got to wait till the whole thing gets uh, gets built and rented out, and then hopefully you can find somebody to buy it or stay in on it. Um, it's just it's got a whole lot more risk than what we do. A whole lot more risk compared to being a lender, which is right. just put you in a somewhat of an elite class of your own when you're talking about investing in real estate. Would you rather? be the lender and have a conservative loan where you know you're safe on the property just in, in the case that, that you do have to take it back and foreclose on the property that you're going to be good? Or would you rather be going in and being the developer and speculating and you know trying to build mm-hmm. this and realize all this upside? It sounds exciting. 
It sounds like there, there could be, you know, very profitable, but it's it's not that level of conservative, you know, security that a lot of our clients are looking for. So with that said, though, we're still getting six, seven, in some cases, as high as 8% returns for our clients. And that's not bad at all. Yeah, consistently and predictably. It's a great tool to have in the toolbox for your your overall income plan if it's something that you choose to do. You know, we mentioned earlier sort of the proliferation of these real estate investment platforms. We're seeing a lot of this stuff. It's kind of, it's kind of a rise in popularity partially because of these, you know, HGTV shows and things like that. But again, going back to what you said, Jess, they – they, you know, maybe new kids on the block and they don't really have the game sort of figured out yet. And that's additional risk if they haven't, you know, sort of gotten their, their platform, you know, they haven't been doing it for a while. Yeah, right? exactly. So, you know, we're, we're the biggest. So a lot of people are seeing that going, wow, I want to do that too. Um, but what's available to them and buyers are the people that don't necessarily make it through our underwriting. So not only are they new and, you know, I'm not going to say nobody knows what they're doing, but somebody that doesn't have the years of experience, um, you know, working things out. And on top of it, the risk level that they're using in their underwriting is probably a little bit higher than what we're using here. So they've got even more risk that way. Yeah. And so just real quick, I want to take a couple of minutes to touch on two things that from I've, I've come to learn make our our operation pretty unique as far as the private lending platform. One of them is our underwriting, and the other one is the collateral monitoring throughout the loan process. Uh, Jaden had mentioned the our servicing division and everything. You know, our our underwriting uh, has a pretty strict requirements. We don't lend to just anybody, and we we look at the deal really closely. There's a lot of due diligence because we don't want to get involved with something we perceive as being risky. Well, right? and, it, and it doesn't stop there. I mean, underwriting is before the fact. And then once yep. the project's going, it's a matter of staying on top of it. So, you know, when people come in and I say, well, we're going to take your 500000 and lend it to Susie and let her flip this house. I, and they I just sit back. I, and... I, we're not just <laughs> taking your money and handing it to somebody and hoping they come back. I mean, right. they, they have to, they have draws. Um, we have a, a budget that's put together that follows a 16 construction division. So we know exactly what the budget is for each division. And then each month when they send a draw request and they say, okay, I'm, 50% done with the framing and I've got my plumbing top out done and the windows are on site, wherever they say they are to justify the amount of their draw, we go out there and verify that. And we go down the checklist and, you know, we'll get down to the bottom HVAC. Okay. Equipment on site, but not installed. And you look around and say, well, where's the HVAC equipment? And here comes the excuse. So psh, nope, that nope. comes off the list. You don't get paid for that. And if you can't show me it's done, then you don't get paid for it. So we, it's very proactive and always staying ahead of the game. Yeah, absolutely. So we basically stay right on top of the projects from inception to completion yeah, beginning to end. really because well, i mean we're doing it to protect our investment and to protect our lenders investments you know uh so this this whole process didn't pop up overnight like you said we've been doing it for almost 18 years and this is something that we have developed uh through good times and through lean times <laughs> as right. well you know exactly so real quick, before we go to break, I just want to remind you, if you want to learn more about putting together a comprehensive income plan, you can connect with us at a dinner and discussion event. We hold them a couple times a month here in Austin. The next one is Tuesday, July 9th at Fleming's. Just go to noblecapitalradio.com and you can RSVP right there on the page. We'll be back in just a second. Austin's Talk 1370. 
Once again, this is the Noble Capital Radio Hour. And we are back. And if you just tuned in, we've been telling you everything you ever wanted to know and more about private lending and about alternative sources of income or alternative investments, which Jess would like to stress is just a word. Just a word. Just a word. Uh, and it can mean a lot of different things. But the way that we use it, we're really talking about real estate investment and not just any real estate investment. We mean specifically real estate investment through a stable, predictable, private lending platform, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, why, why is it sometimes uh, a good tool for, for an income plan? You know, a good income plan, which is all we produce here, is going to have various income streams, and each of them needs to serve a specific purpose in that plan. Um, you know, some consume the asset but last forever. Some consume the asset but they leverage up and they're tax-free. Um, some have a little bit higher risk level. And then we've got the private lending. That is, is, it's a very unique category because it preserves the principal at a very low risk and allows you to either accumulate on top of the principal, letting it compound, or you can just skim the interest off the top, and whenever you're ready to move on to something else, you've got the money you started with. You didn't you didn't consume anything. Okay, but you said these investments were typically short term. So if you're going to use it for say income, like how how would that work? So you know what I refer to as the old days when you were in on a specific loan. Yes, these were short term loans. Um, so every time a loan was up, you came in and we had to find you another loan. So that's the beauty of the fund model that we have now. Um, everybody goes into the fund, and now the fund is the only lender, and we're we're ready for it. So you know, if we've got some, we got two million dollars freeing up this week. We got two million dollars worth of guys standing in line with their hands out that have already been through underwriting, ready to fund the loan. So basically, we're kind of just cycling loans in and out of the fund, right? Yeah. As they the loans themselves are, in. Are, are fairly short term, but that is, that's all within the fund. So yeah. you go into the fund, you stay in the fund. The loans are going in and out of the fund, and, and you're not tied to a specific loan. So the loans are short term, but the funds are forever. Yeah, in fact, the <laughs> the funds could could be a very long term play. But we only one of the interesting things is we only the money's only tied up for two years. People right. really like that because you could compare our program most closely to a, a REIT, a real estate investment trust. Mm -hmm. The big difference is there are most REITs they t they tie up your money for five to seven years, and usually you make about five to seven percent too which is not a bad return, but we found a way to not only have the, the lockup period shorter so that there's more liquidity for the for the investor, and that, that's two years only, mm -hmm. but also in as opposed to going out with the traditional REIT and acquiring a big portfolio of property, mm -hmm. maybe even going out and getting a loan against all that, we're just straight debt. We only lend money with this money, with, you know, with this, this fund. So, um, being in a, a fund where you're the senior lender, the senior debt, um, you're at the top of the food chain, it, and it's only a two-year lockup. That that creates a, a very interesting, um, you know, alternative, a very interesting um, vehicle for our clients that are in in that phase of their life. I mean, who who doesn't want an, a six, seven, eight percent return without tying their money up for too long in a in a real estate investment? A fund that's that's focused on Texas real estate right now. That that's just a good story altogether. Yeah, and so this is kind of the alternative to your typical alternative investment. There there are so many aspects of it that don't fit what people think of as alternative. But something that Jaden just said struck me as uh, 
ironic because when I first introduced people to this, the first question or one of the first questions, well, well how long is my money locked up? I tell them two years, uh, not that big of a deal. And they're like, yeah, okay, we can do that. And then two years comes around and they're like, this is great. I don't want my money back. Keep it going. You know? Yeah. Keep, keep the good times rolling. Yeah. So a relatively short term lockup. So you have greater liquidity. The other thing just real quick is you can utilize it for both growth or income right? Yeah. Which gives you a little bit more flexibility in an income plan. You can start out maybe with growth. And then when you need that money during your, your retirement, switch it to income. Exactly. That's a good point. So, you know, if somebody comes in five or six years before retirement, we can put the money to work, let it be in growth mode, just accumulating. So we can turn 250000 into, say, 350000 by the time they retire and then start getting interest off of 350000 or whatever the number comes up to. Yeah. No, that's that's great. Well, this has all been very interesting, gentlemen, but I want you to put your money where your mouth is. So for those of you who may not have listened before, this is where each week my esteemed co-hosts have to come up with a phrase related to this week's episode, and I get to amuse myself by telling them how they have to deliver it. Every episode, I seal the guidelines for the game in the Sean envelope, and I open it on air so they never know what to expect. So... If, if I stump you guys this week, there's actually no penalty. And that is because I forced Jeff, Jess to use the word alternative investment so many times during this episode. I feel like he's already been penalized, but he was a really good sport about it. And uh, I appreciate it, Jess. Yeah, well, you know, wait till after the show. I'm gonna, I'll watch my back. Don't worry. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> all right, guys, I've got the Sean envelope here. Let's let her rip. All right, guys, this week we have been talking about alternative investments. So this week I want you to sum up today's episode in any number of words, but you must incorporate the name of at least one 90s alternative band. And whoever can incorporate the most band names wins. So I made this a little bit difficult for you guys, but any number of words, incorporate the name of at least one 90s alternative band Whoever can incorporate the most bands wins. Here we go. While the guys are racking their brains trying to put this one together, I just want to remind you that you can learn more about us at noblecapital.com. Check us out on Facebook at Noble Capital on Instagram at Noble Capital Radio, and you can download every episode of the Noble Capital Radio Hour wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, that is your time. What did you come up with for me today? You want me to fire away real quick? Sure. Okay, here it goes. There's no doubt that Wall Street is a machine making alternative investments a rage against the machine. And you got two. That's good. No doubt. Rage against the machine. That's right. Excellent. And he stole the one I liked. It's all good. good. I couldn't figure out a way to run it into there. It was hard. That's because you were mouthing it out out loud (laughs) during the 40 seconds there. All right, Jess, what you got? All right. So no doubt the term alternative can blur your perception of our private lending, but it's nirvana. (laughs) Three. Three. Boom. That was nice. 
Well, I did something special this week. I was so excited about this that I decided to come up with one myself. So here, here's mine. Private lending is better than Ezra because it provides an oasis of opportunity and you never have to worry about getting your nickel back. Hey, oh. yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Dang, nickel wow. back, really? Well, you know, it, it counts. You should get some points <laughs> off for that one. Actually, I should get extra points for including the name of one of the most reviled and made fun of bands <laughs> in <laughs> history. All right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And I, my apologies to anybody out there that likes Nickelback. I didn't mean it. It was just, uh, it was just a joke. Yeah, we're gonna put that on our screening. Yeah, do you, do you listen to Nickelback? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it just, it just fit so perfectly. It did. You did you a know? great job. So, thank you. Nevertheless, I, I can't win because I already know what it's going to be. So that would be cheating. But guys, you know what? That is the end of the Noble Capital Radio Hour for this week. I'm Jaden. I'm Jess. And I'm still Sean. And remember, life is short. Plan to enjoy it. We'll see you back here next week. All opinions and information expressed by the speakers on this show are solely the opinions of those speakers and not those of Noble Capital or any of its subsidiaries or affiliates. All opinions are based on information the speakers consider reliable. Opinions and information are provided as is for educational purposes only, cannot be guaranteed or warranted, may change without notice, and may not be corrected or updated. Opinions and information should not be construed as an inducement to invest and offer to buy or sell securities, nor as legal, tax, or investment advice, nor do they take into account your particular investment of objectives, financial situation, or needs, and are therefore not necessarily intended as recommendations suitable for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments and strategies mentioned on this program. Neither the speakers, Noble Capital, or their affiliates guarantee any specific outcome or profit. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all investments involve inherent risk of total loss. Strategies and investments fluctuate in price and value, and investors may get back less than they invested. You should seek advice from independent financial, investment, and legal counsel before making any financial or investment decisions. Transmission of information through this program is not intended and does not create an advisor-client relationship between you and Noble Capital. Information provided on this program may reference other service providers, including websites operated and maintained by third parties. The provision of such information does not imply responsibility for or an endorsement of any third-party information, opinion, recommendation, or investment product. Reproduction, distribution, republication, and or retransmission of any portion of this program is prohibited without the prior written consent of Noble Capital. Ooh, that's too long.